What's going on, people? It's your boy Kalechi back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are still avoiding people, unless you live out in Texas, where, despite all the cautions, they're opening the state right back up. I mean, as a matter of fact, on Monday, literally on Monday, CDC d- Director Rochelle Walensky said, and warned of everybody, hey, don't be too hasty in reopening. He, she said, I'm really worried about reports that more states are rolling back the exact public health measures we have recommended to protect people from COVID-19. Right after she said that on Tuesday, Governor Abbott of Texas was like, yeah, 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 yeah. We hear what you're saying, but we good. We Texas. We good. And then shortly after Texas made that announcement, Mississippi was like, I see you, Texas, and we can raise you one too. Texas announced that it was lifting all the state measures next week. Mississippi was like, we're doing it right now. Tomorrow, you can go ahead and do whatever you want to do. Restaurants can open up to 100% capacity. Everything, you're good. Like, just do what you want to do. I guess Mississippi want to be first in something. Too bad it's not something that's necessarily the best for people. But regardless, hey, they're doing it. But as always, whenever the government officials drop the ball, CEOs always have to step up and play the leadership role. And CEOs from Target to GM to Toyota announced and said, hey, you can't come in our stores if you're not wearing a mask. You can't just come and use our facilities and our stores and all these things if you're not still wearing a mask and avoiding people and staying away from crowds and those kind of things. And once again, we're just showing like CEOs are really the true leaders of this country right now because a lot of our leaders are just dropping the ball left and right, left and right. But anyway... I hope y'all are doing well. I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are still washing your hands. I hope y'all are still wearing all the masks that you know you ought to be wearing when you leave your house. Hope you're still doing all of these things because the Rona is still very much alive. Even though we have vaccines and we have good news concerning the vaccines. We'll talk about that in a little bit with J&J. And we have a lot of other good things to talk about, but we still got to take the precautions, man. We still got to take precautions. If we don't, then we're going to all of a sudden, right now, cases have been declining and declining. And it's been great because everybody has been taking precautions. But if we just like, ah, you know what, bump it. We're not doing anything anymore. Everything should be fine. We don't know where we're going to be at. So we'll see how this whole thing plays out. But anyway, moving on from there, let's talk about the STEMI. We all still waiting on that stimulus check. And the house... Of representative on Monday passed the $1.9 trillion stimulus check. Actually, it was on Sunday that they passed it, which includes the 1,400 stimulus checks and more unemployment uh, relief. However, they had to remove raising the, the minimum wage from, from what it is right now, which is $7.25 to $15. That was removed. The stimulus package will be heading back to the Senate to get a few more tweaks, and it will probably get shut down in the Senate, where it will have to be redone. And then it will go back to the House of Representatives to get repassed. And then it will head back to the Senate to get passed again. And then finally head to Biden's desk where he will sign it into law. This bill travels more than James Harden trying to go to the, trying to get a three-pointer off with his step backs. I mean, the dude be taking like five steps whenever he's trying to do it. Or LeBron James when LeBron is going to the hoop. LeBron be all over the court. He like one, two, three. Four, five, six. Oh, layup. <laughs> but it's just like this bill is going all over the place. It takes a long time to get a bill passed. But anyway, 
the key numbers to watch that might cause this number to either spike or cause them to actually accelerate how fast they want this bill to come into play is the jobs reports number. Economists are estimating that 218,000 jobs will be added in February, which will be 49,000 more than was added in January. However, we already got the numbers from the private sector and the private sector only added 117,000 jobs in February, where the estimate was supposed to be about 205,000 jobs. So as far as the economy is concerned, and as far as everybody who keeps talking about, oh, we've already recovered from this whole thing. We haven't. We still have a long way to go to make up from the, what is it, like 20 plus million people who are still collecting unemployment checks because they ain't got a job. So we got a lot more to do with that. One of my favorite people, well, I don't say one of my favorite people, but one of the people that I really look up to when it comes to investing decided to speak to all of us. And whenever the Oracle speaks, you stop what you're doing and you listen. If you don't know who the Oracle is, I'm talking about the Oracle of Omaha. Mr. Buffett himself, Warren Buffett, the greatest investor of all time. He released his highly anticipated annual shareholders letter that always contains amazing words of wisdom for anyone who wants to be an investor. And this year, it was cool. I mean, I liked the letter. I did a whole breakdown of everything within the letter and posted it to my YouTube channel if you want to go check that out, if you're interested in learning more about how to invest through the world and through the uh, words of Warren Buffett. But here's a quick snippet of everything that was in the letter. One, he believes America is still the greatest incubator of talent and incubator of innovation. He, you mentioned how patience is probably the most important factor when it comes to investing. And he also talked, he had a lengthy spiel about a mistake that he made when it came to investing where he lost, I think it was about $11 billion. And he was just basically saying that it, mistakes will happen when you're investing and when you're predicting how things might happen in the future. Oh, and he added that bonds right now are complete and total trash, which is something that I totally and completely agree with. However, what was more key were the things that were not included in the letter. For one, he never spoke about anything about the racial divide that's going on in the United States. He didn't mention anything about income inequality. He didn't mention anything about the state of SPACs and IPOs and the state of just the general market as a whole. He didn't really talk about the pandemic at all. He just kind of ignored all of that stuff and just stayed on topic, which is very much Buffett-like. This is literally Warren Buffett. He always talks about his circle of competency. He hardly ever strays from going outside of his circle of competency. He stays on topic on what he knows about, unlike me or most of us in this day and age where we have an opinion on basically everything. I'm gonna be honest, I have an opinion on basically everything. And sometimes it's better not to have an opinion on everything because when you have an opinion on everything, do you really have an opinion at all? You're just, it's like they say, the loudest drum or the emptiest drums make the loudest noises, says the guy talking to a podcast, talking on a podcast, so... Hmm, I don't know if that's the best of things. But anyway, the point is, it's just interesting to read the letter and just see where his focus remains. Then again, he is a 90-year-old man and he, the world he lives in is very different from the one that I live in. So there's also a lot of good things that he always talks about. He's like, one of the things he said in the past was a lot of people, rich people especially, talk about how, oh, we need to cut taxes. And he's like, well, wait a minute, why do you need to cut cut taxes? Like the only reason you're able to be where you are right now is because of the taxes that allowed the infrastructure to get built, which allows you to be in the position that you are. Do you really think that you'd be successful if you're in another location? But anyway, point is Warren Buffett always has words of wisdom and his words carry a lot of power because he doesn't stray from his 
focus. He doesn't stray from the things that he knows very well. And he sticks very, very closely to his circle of competency. Moving on from there, let's talk about good vaccine news. J&J's vaccine, a.k.a. Johnson & Johnson's vaccine, just got approved by the FDA on Sunday. There was a lot of stuff that happened on Sunday, guys. It got approved on, on Sunday by the FDA, and this completely changes everything. It is the only single do- dose vaccine, first of all, and then also it is the only vaccine that doesn't require Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero, Iceman, Killer Frost. Give me any other superhero that's like a that is ice-powered, that is required to walk alongside every single vial of uh, of, of uh, Merck's vaccine, not Merck's, Pfizer's vaccine and Moderna's vaccine because those things need to be kept below sub-zero freezing temperatures. But the Johnson & Johnson vaccine can be kept at regular refrigerating temperatures. However, which is the catch of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, it is not as effective as those other two vaccines with those ones having a 90% efficacy, where Johnson & Johnson only has 66% efficacy. However, one requires all kinds of other things to be built up to be able to handle it. The other one, Johnson & Johnson, does not. So it's like a balance of the Johnson & Johnson will make it easier for us to be able to distribute more vaccine in the entire United States. However, there's a slight twist to this whole thing. The United States has about 70% of all vaccines in the developed world. So the question becomes, what is the United States going to do with all the extra vaccines? Would they be donating it? Would they sell it or what? But the good news is, like we talked about last time, Biden already agreed to add the U.S. with the COVAX, COVAX organization, which is part of the WHO, which is the World Health Organization, which will give all the remaining vaccines to the developing and emerging nations. This is big because we already saw news that countries in Latin America, countries in uh, Eastern Europe and countries are already agreeing to sign up for vaccines from Russia and China, which is going to, of course, give very nice things for China, move, China and Russia moving into the future. Those things hardly ever come without favors. So it just shows once again that the power of the United States and the power of the Western world in general is slightly diminishing as more and more countries seek help from other nations that usually would have come from like the likes of Germany, France, the United States, Canada, and those nations that have basically been seen over the ruling of the world. That is changing slightly because the United States has not made this vaccine available to other nations. However, I will say that the United States did give money, but at this point in time, a lot of countries would rather have vaccines, not just money, to the development of more vaccines. So anyway, that's beside the point. Oh, and another good news concerning the J&J vaccine is J&J and Merck said they are coming together like Naruto and Sasuke to take down the ultimate villain of COVID. They will work together to scale up J&J's vaccine. They are working together to scale up J&J's vaccine manufacturing. Merck is an ideal candidate as one of the world's largest vaccine makers. There's a good chance that you've probably had a Merck product before. Merck is also one of the many vaccine manufacturers that although they could not enter the big game, they're playing the role of Sakura and hyping up the big boys from the sidelines by providing support. So, you know playing in the game. Also, Sonofi and Novartis, I think as I say it, are helping Pfizer and Biotech, Biontech, 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 anyway, Biontech uh, distribute their shots. And Sonofi is also 
assisting Johnson & Johnson as well. So this should speed up the entire process of getting the vaccine to more and more and more people, which is great news. This week's news update is actually pretty short. We're already going into the extra segment. The first extra is there is a proposal for a wealth tax by Elizabeth Warren, but is highly unlikely to get passed. It was basically going to tax people who had over, I think, $50 million, who had $50 million in net worth were going to ta get taxed an additional 2% or something like that. However, that's not going to happen because it comes down to how exactly do you determine who is uber wealthy and who isn't? How do you take into account everybody's assets? Because it's very hard to put a value on a lot of assets at specific points in time. Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, said it is better to focus on corporate or capital gains tax than it is to try and figure out the line of like who is uber wealthy. So if I made forty nine million nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred and nine dollars, does that mean that I wouldn't get hit with the made with the wealth tax? So that's the one question that was all up in the air. It's highly unlikely that this is going to get passed. However, this is not the last time that you're going to hear about some kind of wealth tax or some kind of tax on people in the upper echelons of society that haven't been paying their fair share of taxes. If we're being honest, like if we're being straight up honest, there is a large portion of society that hasn't necessarily contributed as much in taxes as the rest of us. That's just I'm just saying. And people might say, oh, but they pay more taxes not proportionally like if you look at the proportions they pay a lot less taxes mainly because they know how to finesse the system and get in through all the loopholes that are available to get in and i mean if you do that i mean i'm not gonna lie and say i don't do that i started doing that i'm trying to learn how to do that better because if you understand the tax system you can finesse it for yourself as well however it doesn't mean that it is not that there shouldn't be a better system in place it just means like why would i spite my face just to to uh why would I spite my eyes just to spite my tongue or something? I forget how that saying goes. Basically, I'm not about to bite my tongue just to spite my face, right? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take advantage of the things that are going on while at the same time I'm calling for them to change the system because I believe the system needs to be changed. But why shoot myself in the leg at the same time? No, I'm not going to do that. But anyway, speaking of powerful women, Jane Frazier takes over as CEO of Citigroup today, becoming the first woman to run a major U.S. bank. This is very, very, very fitting as this is uh, this month is Women's History Month. So it's very good news to finally see kind of diversity starting to take over in different corporations and starting to see different women take higher and upper echelon roles. And to continue the trend as it is Women's History Month of amazing women doing amazing things, sports stars Alex Morgan, Sue Bird, Simone Manuel, and Chloe Kim came together and launched the together, together with an X, don't with an X instead of an E at the end before the ER. So instead of like, it's like together, but together X R together X R. Either way, it is a new media company and a commons co commerce company. Basically, what they're trying to do is fight back against the fact that a UN report came out in 2018 that said that only four percent of total sports media coverage focused on women's sports and to combat this the together uh, X, uh, the together XR will produce original content and partner closely with social media platforms serving an audience of girls and young women it plans to ink deals and and sell merchandise when it becomes a full thing when it actually launches 
I hope this thing actually works out. I hope it brings a lot of coverage to a lot of great women that are a lot of great athletes out there that are women. I hope this brings them a lot more notoriety. But in the past, athletes creating media businesses have not necessarily been very profitable or worked. So we'll see how this thing plays out at the end of the day. And before we get up out of here, you know we got to talk about them earnings. Them earnings. So the one, the two, I only got two earnings updates for y'all for this week. The first one is Target, or as most people like to call it, Target. They had an amazing, amazing, amazing earnings. We finally know where everybody was spending their stimulus checks last year. Target had an increase in earnings more than they've had in the last 11 years combined. Combined. Revenues hit $93.6 billion, a 20% increase year over year. And so now the question is, can Target repeat the feat or was this just a coronavirus pandemic driven increase in revenue? The plan is they're going to try and do it. They're definitely going to try and do it. They plan to spend about $4 billion to ensure that they're improving on processes, especially with online sales and delivery. The stock dropped about 5% because stock investors are like babies. They want everything right now. Why are you using the money for other stuff? Give us some dividends. So, you know. That's what happened. Uh, Target, much like Walmart, is literally one of the few stores and one of the few industries that can actually challenge Amazon. With about 1,900 stores worldwide, Target is able to counteract the fact that Amazon only has like, I think, 400 to maybe 800 uh, warehouses in the country. So Walmart has about 5,000 stores and Walmart has used that to its advantage to be able to offer same day delivery and Target is trying to push on that same button. And so far it was able to do it last year. Let's see if they're going to continue to be able to do it moving into the future. The other company that I have that I wanted to talk to you guys about when it comes to earnings calls was Lemonade. I actually did an entire breakdown of Lemonade's revenue and earnings call and everything that they said on the earnings call on my YouTube page. So if you want to go check that out, go check that out. However, the stock has fallen 12% since earnings. Actually, it's probably more than that now. It's fallen an additional, I think, 8% today. So it's like falling 20% since the earnings. And that's just because the forward guidance that they gave was a lot more neutered because they were like, yo, we're not going to make that much money this year. And people were like, what? And then they started selling off out of it. I think this is going to be a consistent thing that we're going to see for the rest of this year where a lot of stock fall as companies come out and say, yeah, this is our guidance for what we expect. We don't expect to make as much money as we did last year or even better yet. They just come out and give reality. They set reality back into the stock market and people we will continue to see a sell off. We saw a sell off today. We're probably going to keep seeing a sell off for a while because the stock market has been very bubblicious. There's been a lot of companies up there that has been very much over overhyped and now the final segment of the day is going to be a rant i told a friend of mine that both democrats and republicans are extremely hypocritical no it's not the word that's not hypocritical uh what's the word are just extreme hypocrites that's the word i'm looking for are extreme hypocrites by now every single one of us knows about the andrew cuomo situation where he's being accused of sexually harassing three women. My only problem with this whole situation is, why haven't I had anything from any Democratic senator? Like, why? where y'all at? Where y'all at? When this was Trump, all y'all were jumping down the throat. And you guys know. If anybody comes at me and says, oh, are you defending Trump? You guys know I don't like that dude. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. Y'all know I don't like that dude. I don't like that dude at all. 
But the point is, I want consistency. Because everybody was like, oh, if this was uh, if this was Democrats, Democrats won't do the same thing that Republicans. No, all these fools are hypocrites. When they have the power, they don't care. The fact is, they just want the power. As long as they have the power, they're going to do whatever it is that they want to do. So my main thing is, stop putting these people on pedestals. All of them suck. None of them are good. Every one of them just do whatever is necessary to ensure that they get voted again. So stop putting these people on high pedestals, please. Please stop putting these people on high pedestals. These people are hypocrites. They do whatever is necessary for them to get voted. That's it. So I'm also just super disappointed with this whole thing. First of all, we had the whole Cuomo situation with the fact that he hit a bunch of people who died in nursing homes during the whole corona pandemic. And then on top of that, you have this whole situation going on. And it's Women's History Month, like of all times. I literally, dude. But come on, like... uh, and what is it with men who have power and doing this stuff? Like, what's up? Like, dudes, like, what's up? What's wrong with us? What's literally wrong with us? Why can't we step up to the plate and be actual men instead of being like, I don't even know what word to use for us, like monkeys? I don't know, like monkeys, dogs. Like, we need to step up and actually be men. A man, if he talks to a lady and she says, no, I don't want you, walk away. It's not by force, my friend. It's not by force. If she's giving you these answers of like, ha, 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 my dad had this shirt like that. that that's like a fourth, like, hey, or ha, ha, you could almost be my granddad. Like, dude, take hints, walk away. I, I just, uh, it just bothers me. Every time I read stories about dudes who just do stupid stuff and then everybody just kind of like, oh, you know, we need to wait for all the facts to come out. It's like three women, wait for what facts? Consistency. If my guy is very consistent, same type. We know his type just from the three people he was hitting on. And we're still over here like, oh, we got to wait for the time. I'm not saying that we always jump to conclusions, but at some point, we need to start protecting our women, man. At some point, we need to start holding dudes to a much, much, much higher standard. I'm not saying that there's never a case where it's the reverse and where they're just accusing somebody and nope, nothing came of it. But at the same time, man, I, I just... I don't know. There just has to be a better way for us to hold dudes accountable. We just need to hold. And I'm not talking about the whole Me Too thing because that went to the other extreme side where literally if you looked at a woman long, you were getting sued. I mean, it's just like that's whole, that's a whole extreme. But I am saying we need to hold dudes more accountable. Like dudes, hold yourself accountable, man. Hold yourself accountable. Especially powerful dudes. Like if you if you got some kind of power, I'm not saying that I I know how I'm gonna be if I was in that situation. But, duh. People say absolute power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. I don't believe that. I believe that your character is just shown when you gain a little bit of power, when you gain a little bit of notoriety. Then your true character comes out because nobody can tell you anything and you can do whatever you want. So for all my guys out there, please. Take care of your characters while you're still in the doldrums so that when you do get to the spot spotlight, when you become greater, there's nothing but good things to be pulled out of you. All right. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And if you did share this podcast with a friend, leave a review on any other podcast li- listening platforms that you listen to this thing on. And I'm catch y'all up on the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And I'm out. Peace.